Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-Ticket patrons Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket patron The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fichas de la Torres. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has a view down Main Street, USA. In the foreground, you can see the fire truck and the horse-drawn streetcar. On the right-hand side of the card, you can see the Hills Brothers Coffee House and a popcorn cart. You can also see the Disneyland band playing around a flagpole. On the back, it reads, Town Square, Disneyland, USA. Happy memories of days gone by may be relived in Disneyland's Town Square, where a guest may answer a fire alarm or enjoy a ride on the horse-drawn streetcar as the Disneyland band gathers around the flagpole. It's postmarked June 28, 1968, with an Anaheim cancel and a five-cent blue Washington postage stamp, Scott number 1283. I assume they visit the park on Thursday, June 27, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 74 and a low of 62. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. F. W. Layton of Sonora, California. It reads, 62768. Hi. Pam and Kenneth arrived from Winteca last Friday, and we have been going madly ever since. Came south yesterday, Disneyland today, Universal Studios and TV show tomorrow, and home Saturday. We'll visit San Francisco, Yosemite, and Sonora next week. Are you going to be home on Friday? Cool and lovely here today. Love, Bernice and Lee. The fire engine shown on the front of this postcard is not quite equipped to handle an actual fire emergency. Luckily, Disneyland has a lot of attractions with special fire effects that only look like there's a flame. The most famous phony fire is the blaze on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction in New Orleans Square. The effect was originally done with fans blowing on a sheet of mylar with red and yellow lighting. When the Anaheim fire chief visited for an inspection, he requested that the fire effect should have an automatic shutoff when a real fire happens. This would allow the Anaheim Fire Department to focus their efforts on the real fire if they were called for an emergency. A few months after the attraction opened, there was a fire emergency in the attraction. Luckily, it was quickly extinguished, and the Imagineers were able to get the attraction up and running, but now with sheets of white satin replacing the mylar. Some of the other attractions with fake fire include the fireplace in Toad Hall, the fire projected to show Br'er Fox's shadow on Splash Mountain, the two fireplaces in Mickey's house, and the one fireplace in Minnie's house, all in Toontown, and the green fire in the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough. More recently added fire effects include some of the electrical fires and blaster damage on Rise of the Resistance, the fire started by a lightning bolt during the Grand Canyon section of the Disneyland Railroad, and the broken lantern on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which causes the explosions at the end of the attraction. 
I follow Enfield Post on Instagram for some great deals on vintage postage, but also to admire the work she puts into curating wedding postage. It's always great to see on my Instagram feed or while scrolling through her stories. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has the fireworks exploding over Sleeping Beauty Castle. On the bridge, you can see guests pointing towards the Matterhorn and probably Tinkerbell. On the back, it reads, Fantasy in the Sky. Brilliant Fantasy in the Sky fireworks burst over Disneyland Castle every summer evening as part of the show in Disneyland After Dark. It's postmarked September 2nd, 1969, with a Buena Park cancel and a six-cent Franklin D. Roosevelt postage stamp, Scott number 1284. I assume they visit the park on Labor Day, Monday, September 1st, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 87 and a low of 61. It's addressed to the Walkers of El Sobrante, California. It reads, Hi Carmen and Walker. I am really having fun at Disneyland. It's very hot here too. Mom and Dad like it too. See you soon. Love, Ronnie. While there are many fake fires in the park, there are also some real pyrotechnic effects used as well. Starting in 2005, fire effects were added to the nightly fireworks at the park. Fire effects have been part of the final battle between Mickey and Maleficent in Fantasmic since 1992. Some of the street lamps down Main Street are gas lamps with real flames. Main Street is meant to show the crossover in the United States from gas street lamps to electric street lights. There are torches with live and exposed flames around the Tiki Room in Adventureland, and in the pre-show area of the Tiki Room, guests can experience the fire that emerges from the Hat of Pele, who is the goddess of fire and volcanoes. Although the Indiana Jones attraction has some fake burning effects, it also has a few real pyro effects during the attraction. There was, and likely still is, a gas lamp in the Court of Angels. Once that area was closed off for Club 33, two gas lamps were added to the new, exterior entrance of the club. The settler's cabin at the far end of Tom Sawyer Island was on fire until the mid-70s. A fake fire was reintroduced to the narrative in 1984, with an explanation that the resident had an accident while making moonshine. By the 1990s, the cabin fire was now explained as a careless accident. Since 2007, the settler's cabin fire has been put out. And in 2010, the cabin is now the home of Mike Fink, with one of his keelboats parked alongside the riverbank. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. This week, I was able to catch some of Monday's ATD that's hosted by paper artist Russ Romano. I watched Russ comb through his postage stamp collection to send to someone else for future use. I also saw another host on Thursday make a used vintage stamp art piece. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. Today I have two incoming postcards. The front of my first incoming postcard has a vintage view of the entrance of Tomorrowland. You can see the U.S. state flags on the path to the world clock. In the distance, you can see the TWA Moonliner. The front of my second incoming postcard is the same, but with a small smudge in the corner. They are postmarked February 10th and 11th, 2022, with Santa Ana cancels. One with a 40-cent printed postage stamp, which should have a Scott number, but I'm unable to find it in my searches, and the other with a postcard eel postage stamp, Scott number 5346, respectively. On the back they read, Postcard Pals Vintage Disneyland Edition 2020, 
1950s, the main entrance to Tomorrowland once featured an avenue of flags and the clock of the world, which showed the time in 24 time zones. Virtually nothing in this photo remains today. Photo from the collection of Dave DeCaro, DaveLandWeb.com. The first postcard reads, Sorry about the unsightly stamp. Everything is in bloom here, arrow pointing to, in Disneyland, and oh so magical. Hope to see you soon, XOXO, Shannon. The second postcard reads, 21022. Dear Clocky, I think it's time to update Tomorrowland. Hashtag bring back the people mover. Hopefully see you soon, Debbie. Thank you two so much for the postcards. It's funny that Debbie and Shannon were at the park together and unknowingly sent me the same postcard. The postcards that were sent were from Shannon's Etsy shop, Going to Guides. I've sent this postcard along with the others included in the vintage postcard set many times. I always enjoy watching Shannon's Instagram stories when she's at the park with Debbie. I think the last time I saw Shannon and Debbie, we were in San Francisco at a vintage paper fair, which is where I'll be headed when this episode drops. Although there have been many changes to Tomorrowland, the buildings on the left and right are almost the same. The building on the left is now the home of Buzz Lightyear, and the building on the right is where Star Tours is today. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.